how have I had so much exposure to so much truth and yet I'm 40 and I'm just now knowing this is available to me and this is accessible to me and it's for me. It's not for crazy people on the other side of the world. It's for me. This is The Unseen Story, firsthand accounts that reveal the supernatural reality of God's love. When His love leads, a remarkable story follows. You're listening to part one of Kelsey's story, Inner Healing and Deliverance. Hey, you guys, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be doing a Q&A episode. If you have any questions for us, we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out via Instagram, Facebook, or send us an email at theunseenstory at gmail.com. About three or four years ago, we were in a good place. My husband was happy in his job. The kids were all three in their little school systems and doing well and doing great. And for some reason, mom here uh, was not was not doing great. And I started just getting really uh, fiery and angry inside about really strange things. Um, I would wake up some mornings and tears would just be at the forefront of my eyes. I would just be at the at the point of breaking down at any moment, I would be at the grocery store and just tears would come up. It was just something was overtaking me that was not me, but was controlling me. And I couldn't figure out what it was. As we processed all that was going on, I just went and saw five different doctors. I saw my internist. I saw the gynecologist. I just went through the rigmarole of, I mean, I even went and saw dermatologists because I was getting rashes, you know, I was breaking out as these things would kind of surface. And everybody would look at me and say, I am so, I'm so happy to tell you, but I'm so sorry to tell you, you're, you're totally fine. You're fine. Your blood work looks great. Um, your hormones are fine. You don't have low blood sugar. You're not going through premenopause. Everything looks normal. And to most people that would be glorious news. But to me, I was almost frustrated because I needed something to identify what was making me feel this way. And it was a, just a continual downward spiral for about a year, just a continual downward spiral. Um, I'm in a women's small group, and they would get snippets of it and try to pray over me and pray for, pray for me, and things just weren't breaking anything loose. Nothing was really happening. And so after about a week of these tears, just at the forefront, constantly in this emotional state, I woke up one Saturday morning, and I just had what I think what would be a nervous breakdown. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if I've ever experienced one, but maybe now I have experienced one. It just was a total and complete breakdown. I couldn't breathe. My breathing was not happening. I just felt suffocated. I felt trapped, um, I'm super emotional. And we were supposed to be going somewhere. And I just told my husband, you need to get the kids downstairs, get them settled and come up here. We, there's not, something's not right. We have to figure this out. And so he and I had a really long talk, and he was calming me down. And I didn't know if I needed to go to the hospital, but we were to the point where something major needs to happen. And so um, he prayed over me and prayed for me, and he said, I, why don't you just go and have some solitude with the Lord, just you and the Lord? And so I did. And in this place of solitude, and I will tell you it was in the bathtub, <laughs> and I'm sitting there with nothing, completely vulnerable, and 
I am crying out to the Lord, what is happening to me, Lord? You you know me. You knit me together. I've been a believer my whole life. I grew up in a Baptist church. I got saved at 16. I went to college and was surrounded by godly friends. I did passion conferences. I was a Canicut counselor. I've been a part of five different denominations. I'm married to an amazing Presbyterian. I've seen I've seen and experienced and learned so much. I know you know what's wrong with me. Will you will you help me figure out what's wrong with me? And clear as day in my in my head in my ear, I heard what you are experiencing is extraordinary and extreme spiritual warfare. Call Keith and Megan Peeler. They can help you. Wow. Thank you, Lord. I don't know why that didn't happen like a year earlier, but wow. And so just in that moment, there was this peace. And I know I'd heard the Lord's voice before that, but I don't think I had connected that voice as being the Lord's voice. That same sound, that same feeling. I can remember even having it on Lover's Lane a few years ago. There was a lot of construction and I felt this voice telling me, Kelsey, your life's kind of like this road right now. It's under a lot of construction, but just wait. It's going to be a lot smoother later. And I was like, oh, I, I know that voice. That, that's the voice of God. This is for real. Um, so I literally got my phone. I called Megan. They were a wonderful couple that we had done Sunday school with 15 years ago. They had moved around and started different ministries, and we'd stayed in touch. So I called her, and I said, Megan, I am, I am desperate, and I, whatever you do, I need And the Lord has told me to call you that I'm experiencing extraordinary spiritual warfare and I need your prayers to help get rid of all this. And she said, well, can you describe to me when you have these episodes, what are you feeling? Like what's going on in your body that sent you to a doctor? And I said, well, there's some specific places I go where this gets revved up. And she said, okay, well, when you go to those places, what happens? I said, well, Um, One thing is my chest gets really tight. Um, I don't know what a heart attack feels like, but it feels kind of like I might be having onset heart attack issues, just like something's really squeezing. I said, and sometimes um, I'm in crowds where, where this place is, and I feel suffocated, like I can't breathe and I need to get away from these people. I need to get away from this place. So there's this feeling of suffocation. There's this feeling of tension. And, um, and I just get really angry. And I said, and sometimes when I try to talk about it to my husband or my small group or trusted friends, I can't put words to this, but it feels like claws are like coming on my back and oppressing me, like to keep me from talking about it. So I don't talk about it because I don't want that feeling, but I can't for the life of me figure out what it is. And she said, well, if you are feeling suffocated and you're feeling tense and stressed and you're feeling like um, something's oppressing you, those are all words that describe enemy activity because that is the complete opposite of what Christ came to do. Christ came to give us freedom and to break chains and to lift the oppression and to eliminate all that from our lives. So clearly what you're experiencing is not of the Lord. This is all of the enemy. And if you've been to the doctors and you know you're good, then let's get to work. So we put an appointment down and she said, I want you to bring Chandler with you. He had been on this journey with me, so I didn't at all feel weird about him coming. And at the time he was an elder in our church. And I kind of love that because they train these elders to really test everything. 
And so Chandler is now a watchman and he's always been a watchman for our family and for um, his people, but now he's a watchman for the church. So I feel like it was like a double good. He's coming to support me, but he's also coming as a watchman, kind of through the filter of, is this okay? Is this good? Is this scriptural? And um, so there was just a nice safety and security in that. I wasn't afraid of whatever was going to happen in this prayer time, but it was just nice to know he was going to be there and experience it with me. And I kind of had the the elder blessing, if that makes sense, from my own church, because this wasn't something that I, I knew that they were from our church and they were missionaries from our church, but I just, this doesn't have, this kind of prayer time didn't happen as much. So the day of um, the prayer time comes and they call it inner healing prayer. So we arrive and my sweet friends want to like catch up and chat. And I'm like, oh, people, let's get to business. Like, I cannot do small talk with y'all right now. I'm sorry. Let's just do this. So we go in their back house and it's just this incredible safe space. And it's Keith and Megan. They're, they're a couple, they're a team. And it's me and Chandler. We're a couple, we're a team. And I just felt like Jesus and the Holy Spirit were just there. You walked into this room, you could just feel the presence of peace literally from the first opening of his prayer, it was just like something, something, something's going to happen today. This, this is going to be a new day for me. But he starts off, he said, Kelsey, I just want you to close your eyes and I'm going to read Psalm 139 over you. And as I read Psalm 139 over you, I just want you to let your imagination flow and whatever pictures come to your mind, Whatever words come to your mind, whatever memories come to your mind, just rest in that and let it be and just tell us. And Megan is going to scribe over here. She's going to write everything down for you. I'm going to be leading and guiding this. And there's no way you can fail. This is a fail-proof zone. This is prayer. This is you. This is whatever's on your heart, whatever's in your mind. Just go with it. So that was freeing. And um, so as he's reading Psalm 39, all of these pictures are coming to my mind and they're powerful pictures. There is a Jesus figure that walks into that room we were in and it's the the typical robed, bearded, beautiful Jesus in the storybooks that was in my mind as a child, that same Jesus. He walks into the room and he kneels down in front of me in my mind and he puts his hand out and he says, put your hand in mine, come with me. I want to show you a few things. And so I'm in my mind, and it's so peaceful. This is so new, but it's so okay. And Jesus, I, can't, I put my hand in Jesus' hand, and he takes me, and he walks me over, and he starts opening doors. And he starts showing me things about my life only he would know. He starts opening things that are dreams of mine that I had had as a child, but somewhere along the way, I was told those aren't good, that you can't do those things. And he goes, Kelsey, I put this in you. And this is my mission for you. This is what I want you to do. And I looked at him, I said, is it okay? I've been told my whole life it's not okay to do this this way. He said, you are my child. This is my mission for you. This is what I created you to do. I'm going to open the doors for you go tell them about me. And it was like, I all of a sudden, right then and there was affirmed that I was his. I, I, I immediately recognized my Lord and my savior. So I knew who he was and he knew me and he affirmed who I was in him. And it was like, he was blessing these 
things in my heart and my soul that had been buried there as a child. He planted these seeds in me as a, as a, as a child. And for whatever reason, I had not felt the permission to pursue. And so he, he invites me in to this world of his that he's prepared in advance for me, the good works he's prepared in advance for me. So that was incredible. And I come back to my, my seat in my mind and he's just present with me. And so I'm telling this to Keith and Megan and I open my eyes and Megan is just writing all this down for me. And it's just this incredible moment. And honestly, I don't even remember what Keith was reading in the Psalm 139 because all of a sudden it was just this time with Jesus. I got to experience Jesus and it was so powerful. Chandler, my sweet elder Presbyterian husband, is check, you know, watching all this go down, and he's loving it. And he is like, wow, we had no idea what your ministry was. We had no idea that this was available. Why are we just now at almost 40, having grown up in the church? I have been a part of an amazing Baptist church. I've been a part of wonderful Bible churches. I've been a part of even charismatic churches and Presbyterian churches. I My first memory is in a Methodist church, at my grandmother's church. How have I had so much exposure to so much truth and so much scripture, and yet I'm 40 and I'm just now knowing this is available to me and this is accessible to me, and it's for me. It's not for crazy people on the other side of the world. It's for me. If honestly, our time had ended there, I think I would have walked out completely filled to the brim with the presence of Christ. I'm so glad I didn't because there was work to do. But right then and there, it was a peace-filled, incredible experience with Jesus. I had known about Jesus my whole life. I have memorized scripture. I did Bible drill as a kid, and I did every vacation Bible school, and um, I did every Bible study under the sun, and all those taught me wonderful things, and my, my head was filled with wonderful, good knowledge of the Lord, and I'm so grateful, but I don't think, outside of my salvation experience, when I had that same peace come over me, and I did feel like I experienced an enormous freedom when I became a Christian at 16, since then, I don't think I had experienced Jesus like that in a personal way, an intimate personal way that he's showing me things that only he would know. So, wow. Okay. Woo. What's next, Keith? You know? And so um, he's like, well, let's, let's um, figure out what's going on with you. So I revisit some of the problems I've been having. And um, he says, okay, it sounds to me like you are just being oppressed by the enemy and there's just stuff that we need to get rid of. He was like, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to start calling out out spirits. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) And this was in my normal vocabulary. I had spent time a little bit in a charismatic church in high school, so I was familiar with this terminology. I wasn't totally scared of it. I knew it was there, but that's for other people. Like, that's not me. I'm, I am I grew up in a Christian home. I have wonderful godly parents. I have great siblings. Like, I grew up in church. This doesn't happen to people like me. Be sure to tune in Friday for the rest of Kelsey's story. We encourage you to ask Holy Spirit what He wants to say to you through this story. We invite you to partner with us through your God-given resources of time, prayer, and finances. Without your sharing, these stories don't spread to those who need them. Without your prayers, we are limited in what we can do for the kingdom. Without your finances, these powerful stories of God's supernatural love go untold. 
God has called us to share his stories, and we invite you to be a part of that mission. For more information, be sure to check out our website at theunseenstory.org.